tech is the lingua franca, right? The thing is, we all speak the same language if we speak geek. That's One of my a old perfect campaign, quote right, right? there. I, I made buttons with it. I speak <laughs> geek, right? It needs all the things. Give it all the things. Oh, perfect. You nailed it. You can't bend physics, but you can do is write better software. And you're doing MPLS changes or BDP changes. May, may God be with you, right? I, I always feel like I'm just a little fish in a sea of big fish. I've got a nested six-node Nissan. Oh, uh, guys. People you know, quite often think that they don't have anything to bring to the table when they absolutely do. Everybody should. Anybody in IT that skips the phone stuff, it just hasn't earned it. Okay, I lied. I have one more question. On demand. Correct. Welcome to GigaCast episode 27 for Monday, March the 4th, 2019, live to tape from the GigaCast headquarters. I'm Britton Johnson. And broadcasting live from my home lab, I'm Tony Reeves. It, it, it's, it's March, Tony. It's not supposed to be this cold. I know. We had a little glimmer of hope on Saturday. Sun came out. Stuff is starting uh, to melt. Sun's getting higher in the sky, and then bam! It's sub zero wind chill. It's just man. awful. I mean, yeah. negative. It was negative six here this morning. Yeah, it was negative twelve it, up it's, here. It, it's one of these winters where I'm I'm tired of talking about the weather all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's the only thing we have around here to talk about right now because it's winter time. Oh, we've got exciting stuff to talk about other than the weather. Right. Well, it's daylight savings next week. Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Another one. I'm not, like, I'm not looking forward to losing the sleep, but I'm like more light. I don't like when it's dark when I get out of work. I, I don't care who the candidate is that decides that they will you know, run their presidency platform on getting rid of daylight savings. I will vote for that person. <laughs> don't care who they are or anything else that they stand for. If they get rid of daylight savings, I will vote for them. No, I don't mind it. I like it. I like having longer days when it's nicer. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather we just stay right where we are in standard time. Just be done with it. Horrible. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Franklin. So hey, you were in Palo Alto recently. I was. Um last last week. And yeah, then that was the Mug Leader Summit. Yes. And you drew the short straw to get to go. So congratulations there. Yeah, actually, I I had uh, uh, talked with another leader that wanted to go. And thanks, Mike Nelson, for giving me your slot. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, had a great time. There was, there was a lot of people there. Um, I think they said this is the largest group that they've had um, since they've been doing this the last three, four years. Um, there was a total of 140 people flown out from wow. all over the world. It looked like a big event. Yeah. Um, it was like some of the stats just from like the leader attendees. There was 350 years of experience wow. in terms of VMUG leadership there from 30 plus countries, 116 separate VMUG communities. And there was 39 new leaders of which I was one that was there. And then 66% were first time attendees to this event. So it was pretty cool. And, and VMware really um, huge shout out to them. They, they rock, they rolled out the red carpet for us. They had signage all over campus. They had memos going out to employees, letting them know that we were coming um, that, you know, that one day only for a special event. And they, they made us feel more than welcome. Lots of folks, 
uh, employees that, you know, the community knows came out specifically to say hi to us, have lunch with us, things like that. So it was, it was really cool. Um, we, we started the event at the, uh, at the hotel uh, the night before with an, a nice welcome reception, which was really cool. Some fun games and, and kind of networking and meeting with people was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the night everybody flew in. Okay. And then the next morning we, we started with our sessions and uh, really cool. Uh, I'll have a blog post coming out on it soon, working on putting that together. But we actually were in the Elastic Sky Theater on, at Hilltop A. And for those that oh, may is not that, be is that the room, that, that's just the name of the room with the slanted seats or whatever? Yep. Yep. With that's the, the auditorium that, that everything is in that, you know, a lot of those um, state of the business type meetings and, and more important events that are held on campus uh, with Pat Gelsinger actually recorded live from that room. Okay. Uh, so it was pretty cool to actually be there and participate in the event. Uh, we had just a lot of people that I already knew um, that were coming out there. I know lots of leaders in the community already. It was great to see them. And then we had a lot of people that I got to know from, you know, different countries. I, I met this guy from South Africa. It was really cool. Hmm. Uh, he worked for a, uh, an online uh, gambling company, actually. The, <laughs> the video poker machines. Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of the company, but yeah. That's it, funny. It was, just, it was just a really great event. So we had a lot of fun. Even you probably ran into some GigaCast alumni that you hadn't met I, before. I did. Uh, I got to meet with Matt. Um, he's going to murder Langeth. me. Yes, that's his name. Uh, I got to meet him for the first time. That was pretty cool. And some of the people that have already been on the show before, like Joe Hughes was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Gonzalez was there. Don't forget yeah. Al. Al was there. Yep. That guy's actually, everywhere, sat, man. <laughs> yeah, I sat next to Al for most of the conference, actually, uh, in the theater there. And we had a good time. Uh, we got our famous Jeff Goodall VMware campus tour. Um, mm. Unfortunately, it was, you know, winter. The, the turtles were put away. We did not get to see the turtles. They were in hibernation. See, I, I had no idea. I've never, I'd never heard of the turtles until people started tweeting about it after this event. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's it, a pretty neat story. Um, there's a link that I could probably put in show notes uh, somewhere. There's a, an article where Jeff Goodall kind of explains how the turtles got started at VMware. It's a pretty neat story. Um, but that's kind of their mascot on, on campus. Um, so we got to see the pond where they, where they reside uh, during the warmer weather. That was kind of neat. And just a, a really good tour talking about kind of the history of VMware some of the really cool perks they have for their employees. Uh, like there's a soccer field on, on campus. There's, um, there's multiple gyms. There's all kinds of free fitness courses offered. There's on-site banking, on-site dental on, um, there's shuttle buses <laughs> that take you to work. I've heard that there was also like on-site laundry at some other Silicon Valley companies. Not sure if VMware does that, but I mean, just perks galore. Everything you've yeah, kind of heard of that is kind of true. There's crazy stuff like that all over Silicon Valley. I mean, this is why, you know, there was somebody blogging like a year or two ago who worked at Google who was living inside of like a moving van for like six months. <laughs> yeah, parking and, it in the and they have to do that because they have to keep the top talent and keep the engineers, right? It's ridiculous. Otherwise, they'll, yeah. they'll go to other companies. So, um, but the campus is beautiful. Lots of new buildings. I had been there actually about five years ago and they've added on quite a bit since then. It didn't Wow. Have, 
same. I was actually kind of lost and turned around. That's um, right. I it, forgot you had, you were there once before. Yeah. I was there in 2015. I had a friend that was an employee and gave me kind of like a brief impromptu tour. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, you, you were uh, there, you, were, you popped out there during VMworld or something. Yep. My first VMworld in San Francisco in 2015. Yeah. So this tour was really cool. We got a lot of the backstory on a lot of things. Jeff Goodall is a, is a hoot on the tour. He's so energetic and passionate about what he does. It was, it really made the tour uh, even more fun. So, okay. So if there was one like key point that you pulled out of the event that you can apply to, you know, helping our local VMUG or other VMUGs, you know, what is the the thing that you learned out of this event? Well, I would say probably my key takeaway is uh, Pat Gilsinger did a, a special talk for us that he had never done before. And some of the points that he made on, um, he had a talk and a specific slide on the leadership L's the five L's of leadership. And I mean, there were some really good points in there. Just top level highlights. Listen. Um, you want to listen to uh, the highest paid person in the room, show them that they're important, but you also want to listen to the noise, not just pay attention to the people that um, are the important ones, but listen to the noise, listen to what's going on in the background, good things and bad, and that'll help you improve. Um, learning was the next L. Uh, you want to facilitate a learning environment in your workplace. And we don't want people that think the same way as we do because, as Pat said, um, you're of no use to me. You need to bring value. You need to bring difference of opinion. Um, <laughs> yep. So that was really cool. Um, lifts, you know, we must be encouraged so we can be an encouragement to others. Leaders should always lift others and help a positive outlook to others. So some really good talking points there. The next L is something that I'd never really kind of thought of. It's a really good point that he made. Links. You know, if you're if you're resolving conflict and you have uh, multiple people, you you can connect people together and get them to talk and get them uh, to do resolution by linking them together and just be a, being a facilitator. Um, yeah. Is a really good point that I never even thought of. Um, and then the final L is loves. Uh, leaders should be deeply passionate about their department and company. Um, and a lot of us spend a lot more time with our work family and do our personal family. Therefore, we want to work with people that we uh, we enjoy working with and, and treat them like family. Um, so those are just some real quick high-level talking points on that. It was a, it was a good talk. Uh, Pat is somebody that I've looked up to and admired for a long time. Um, he has just some really good outlook uh, gave you know a lot of good career advice, and it was it was one of those moments in life where I couldn't write notes down fast enough. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a, a good leader, right? Uh, and the advice was just kind of gold. So, um, cool. glad some other people took really good notes as well, and was were able to share it out with the community too. That was pretty neat. Cool. So. As, as kind of a segue, a lot, it's interesting how like a lot of what you just talked about will feed directly into the interview that I conducted this afternoon with Amy Lewis and Katie Holmes from the NSX marketing team. So it's funny how, you know, VMware, unlike a lot of companies that I've come across in the past, and, you know, neither one of us works for the company, but pl plugging them is it's just natural to us because we believe in what they do. But 
At the same time, it's funny how I've never seen another company do this as well as they do, where every single person you talk to within the organization speaks the same language and speaks the same kind of values. Um, so a lot of the stuff that you just went through with that list from Pat, you know, Amy, who I don't even think she was at that event, you know, she talked about basically all of those things (laughs) in this interview that I did with her and Katie. And just, I mean, it's, it, 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 you can tell that, you know, a direction gets set by the guy at the top being Pat Mm -hmm. and everybody else is just like, yep. And let's move forward and do it. Um, and this is why, I mean, yeah, they just posted record profitable numbers. Um, they're doing well because, you know, they have, they have a direction, they have a way they're heading and, you know, I'm, you know, just happy to be a partner along for the ride on the backside is really, really at the end of the train, but you know, yeah. And, and leadership is key. They've got a a good direction. They've got a great product and they have a, a fantastic team behind them. And like you had mentioned, you can see people, people admire and respect the leadership in this company. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a really good corporate culture. And, and that shows uh, through, you know, just about every employee, I don't know about you, but every employee that I've interacted with. So it's kind of cool to see that comparison with uh, kind of like a double blind test there. Yeah, it, it was, it was really funny. I'm like, I'm listening to you talk about this stuff. And I'm like, this is almost word for word. What I heard this afternoon? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. My day job interfered. So yeah, this was uh, a Amy, tough one. I Amy mean, they, and Katie, they apologize. I want to say hi to them. Give them a shout out. Yes, since I couldn't be on the show. Yeah, we we missed you for sure. I mean, I was I was kind of I was pretty sad at the beginning. I mean, I was I was I was I was listening to Celine Dion's all by myself. That's how sad <laughs> I was. So nice. Yeah, but I just you know. Sometimes you just got to get the feels, you know, but no, it was, it was a good talk that we had. I mean, we talked for almost an hour, um, and I mean, covering a whole lot of stuff. So it's, it's a really good full interview. Um, got a lot of good, you know, tips and interesting perspectives on, um, everything from their backgrounds to, you know, my stint as the roving reporter for VMworld, which is coming back um, and will most likely not be me. But if they can't find somebody else, I said I would do it. So we'll see. So if you're listening, don't volunteer when they ask. <laughs> I'm sure they're glad to hear that. Well, yeah. it'll give me some interesting perspective to listen to the show as more of an observer this time around, too. Yeah, you'll actually have to go and listen to the show because you never listen to them the second time, do you? I, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> different. Yeah. So now you can listen and critique my 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 job afterwards. Nice. So, yeah, make sure you go. So, yeah, since, since, since you're a listener now, Tony, go on, you know, iTunes or whatever and rate the podcast when you're done. If you haven't already. Will do. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add before we jump into the interview? Um, I, oh, one other thing. Yeah, I did have one other thing. Um, I thought there was a lot of, of value in another uh, thing that we did that was completely separate from the main theater uh, event, which was oh, right. uh, we had breakout sessions. And we were in uh, separate rooms. They, they grouped us up 
according, I think they kind of mixed it up at random so you wouldn't get people that you knew. But I ended up with Al and Matt Heldstab anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we had um, a a guy from Greece, uh, a lady from Canada, a guy from Italy, um, and then everybody else was U.S. And we just kind of discussed, they had some pre-set up questions for us along the lines of how do you find sponsors for meetings? Um, and we were able to just kind of talk through and brainstorm what works for us, what, what doesn't work. And there's some, some neat ideas that came out of that. Like Matt, Matt Heldstub had brought up um, one of the things that they do is they actually require feedback for their meetings in order to register for a prize. And like, that is a fantastic idea. No kidding. Because it is so hard sometimes to pull that feedback out of your audience to make the meetings better for them, even though it's for them. Yeah. You know, let's face it. A lot of us IT admins are lazy and that kind of stuff and we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but Matt forces them to register for prizes using their feedback form. So you cannot win a prize unless you've filled out your feedback and given that session feedback. So that was one of my key takeaways as something that we can try to implement in Wisconsin VMUG to make our meetings better and get more right. of our user feedback because it's, it's for them. So there was a lot of that in that discussion. That round table was really, really useful time. Actually, we, we ran out of time and we were still kind of discussing doing talking points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that was really valuable too. Uh, that was really neat. Well, but you know, Matt, Matt's doing something right because that guy, I mean, he gets more people to show up to that meeting in the middle of nowhere than Yeah, and he anybody. runs two VMUGs. He's got his North yeah. Central Wisconsin that he actually pulls for that small VMUG. He pulls more people than some people do for metro area VMUGs. Right, right, exactly. And then he also runs his Minneapolis, and he's given away multiple trips to VMworld away at both events. So um, he, he does a good job, and, and whenever you have a successful VMUG leader, you definitely need to step up and pay attention. He's got some good ideas that make the community better. So right. yeah. appreciate you, Matt. Yeah, we got to have him on the show soon. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, speaking of, oh, before we jump back into the, to the, before we jump to the interview, speaking of that, uh, future episodes. So um, I have, tr- I've, I've been trying to book somebody for a security episode yet here in March because um, the RSA conference started today. Um, and so I wanted to get somebody in after that is over with, um, to kind of cover, you know, trends and things that are happening in security industry and, and go from there. I reached out to a contact that I have at the uh, FBI actually, um, and our, our local cybersecurity liaison for the state of Wisconsin in the, in the Wisconsin Milwaukee field office. Um, I'd seen him give a talk once, so I thought he could do some public stuff, but apparently he can't. Um, so he's unable to be on the show. But um, so I'm going to reach back out to a couple other security contacts that I have, some security experts, and can get them in here. Um, and okay. hopefully we can talk about that stuff and see what's going on on the security side of things. Um, after that, in April, we have Mr. Chris Williams booked. Um, nice. So he is coming back um, and will, you know, wow and amaze us with everything that he's doing in Amazon Web Services these days. Um, yep. I'm sure it's ridiculous because he's had a full year. So I haven't had yeah. him back since since like March of last year. So And I get new AWS announcements every other day. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> So, 
And then uh, typically the month of May for me personally is ridiculous because I have um, essentially three, all three birthdays in, for my family aside from me. So I'll both, both, both my kids and my wife all have their birthdays around the same exact time. And so, and, and it's Mother's Day and there's just too much going on in the month of May. So, but the month of May is just a wash for me. So I'll see you in June. Um, oh, so, real quick before I forget. Right. Um, April 16th is Wisconsin's UserCon event. Right. Uh, it is in Pewaukee, which is just uh, west side of Milwaukee. And it's going to be at the site of our first UserCon 10 years ago. We are celebrating our 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that wants to try to make the trek to Wisconsin UserCon, we are going to make it worth your while this year. We've got a lot of fantastic content as always. But as a special treat, we were able to, with the help of our good buddy and VMware employee a liaison, Nate Hudson, we were able to help uh, get an idea that I had kicked off fired up for this year and that is pat gelsinger will be a special guest mm-hmm. uh, he is going to be at uh the user con in uh, america for the first time he's been overseas but this is his first american appearance and uh cool. he's gonna uh do a special keynote uh and then we are also going to have another treat uh eric nielsen runner of the vmware code and the vmtn communities and the VExpert program will be joining us. Mm-hmm. He is actually bringing his VMware code booth that he uh, first launched at AWS reInvent last fall. So that's another benefit of the Leader Summit. I was able to speak with him out there, and he agreed to bring his whole kit and caboodle to our uh, user con. So cool. that'll be something neat. We might I don't know if he's going to do a hackathon or if he's going to do special Raspberry Pi sessions or what he's going to plan on bringing with that, but that'll be something cool to check out as well. And we we briefly talked about the possibility of me setting up a podcast booth station for you know on-site interviews at the event, but we're, we're so we'll talk about that more. But that's a possibility, um, and if we can get that if we can get that worked out, um, hopefully I can attempt to snag Pat for a minute. But we'll see. Yeah, that's going to be tough. But. I know. I know. I, 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 good, I tried to bug him and Katie for tips. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I know he's going to fly in and fly out, but pretty much. Yeah. Just, sometimes it's just all about being in the right place at the right time with a microphone. Exactly. Yep. So, um, anyways, after May is over with, the next tentative guest that I have on the schedule is Mr. Daniel Pelusic. Um, nice. from the cloud happens team, uh, the VMware cloud service provider group. Um, I talked with him at VMworld this last year. Super nice guy. Dan is a great, great oh, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one of the ones who like stopped me in the hallway and getting like, you know, was, all, was practically fangirling on me. Um, <laughs> it's like, Hey, I'm like, Oh, I don't know That's who you are. Not, oh, always nice to have listener. fans of the show. Okay. Um, so <laughs> So so I was like, hey, you want to be on the show? He's like, okay. So so we, we I reached out to him, and we're gonna we're gonna get that scheduled sometime in June. Um, more on that later. And then I have ideas and thoughts about the rest of the year. But of course, come right around August time, we'll probably do another panel pre VM World again. So um, okay, you know, if you uh, are dying to be on our VM World panel, let Tony or I know. So. All right. Okay. One last shot. Anything else that you want to interrupt us with and j- jump in with before I hit the button? 
Mr. Toad. Mm. I haven't announced this yet formally on Twitter. <gasps> but I am working with VMware as a community lead role for the vSAN V expert program. So oh, see, I, I need the Tada sound effects. Wait, dang it. <laughs> so I I am still um still with my current employer. This is a voluntary position, so <laughs> don't anybody cheer too loud yet. Um but this is a position where I'm going to be assisting, scheduling, coordinating feedback, and helping make the vSAN expert program better. So really excited to be a part of that and see where we can take the program. Uh, we are looking at getting our first meeting scheduled yet this, uh, yet this month, and we are going to um, get some value out of the program and uh, hope people enjoy what we get rolling for them. Good. That's, that's good because like as – and that's yet another good segue into the – interview <laughs> because i mean uh, katie and amy they both do the as uh, a monthly um v- vmware v-, v expert nsx briefings they call them mm-hmm. um so it's a specific online thing for nsx v experts where they talk to about to us about everything that's coming um yep. and so you know it's that kind of stuff like i was always kind of shocked that the vsan v expert group didn't do something similar so i'm glad that, that you're helping get that kicked off yeah and it wasn't a matter of not wanting to do anything it was the team was extremely busy i, oh, offered yeah, I don't mean that help yeah. yeah um so essentially we're gonna uh ken is uh, relaunching the program and i'm gonna assist with that and we'll get We'll get that mm-hmm. rolling. So it's going to be good. There's going to be uh, NDA content. So that'll be awesome for people that uh, have put in the effort for that program and get rewarded in that way. So it's going to be really cool. neat. All right. Well, that will wrap us up. I think I'm going to push us into the interview here and uh, get the show on the road. Um, thank you, Tony. And we will be back in touch with you, our wonderful listeners. Again, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Share the show with somebody if they work in IT uh, or not. Um, and, you know, keep keep spreading the gospel of the V community. Thanks, everybody. things give it all the things oh perfect you nailed it you can't bend physics what you can do is write better software and you're doing mpls changes or bdp changes may, may god be with you right I, I always feel like i'm just a little fish in a sea of big fish i've got a nested six node vsan oh uh, guys people you know quite often think that they don't have anything to bring to the table when they absolutely do everybody should anybody in it that skips the phone stuff it just hasn't earned it okay i lied i have one more question on demand correct Welcome to GigaCast episode 27 for Monday, March 4th, live to tape from the deep frozen GigaCast headquarters. I'm Britton Johnson, and there's no Tony today, unfortunately. So this is our very first episode where I am all by myself, and it's going to be interesting. I will try to carry this as much as I can. So we have two extremely hard to book and special guests 
in the house today. Um, welcome, Amy and Katie. How are you two? Doing well. And don't let it be said that we're the reason the uh, other co-host is buried somewhere in the tundra. Those uh, rumors are not true. No, not no. true. He, not he might be buried because we're like it was negative six this morning. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here I am complaining about 40 degree weather in California. It was really bad. It's a, it's a balmy eight degrees outside right now. So wow. we are, uh, we're deep in it. It's March, you know, and typically in Wisconsin, I mean, we're used to this kind of stuff, but I have a general rule in Wisconsin that when March rolls around, I don't shovel anymore. Hmm. I just drive Your over it. Is done. Yeah. yeah. That seems fair. Cause I'm like, this is, you know, this is nature's way. I'm not supposed to do this anymore. So, but nature's not holding up its end of the bargain for me right now. I'm sure nature didn't get that. Yeah, and nature didn't get the memo. I've been playing soccer outside because we're idiots, and uh, it's cold. I'm just gonna say I don't own enough smart wool, as I told my friend in Minnesota, to to live this lifestyle. Yeah. Well, you're where are you, butts? Are you near North Carolina, Amy? I'm in the middle of North Carolina, so it's okay. been soggy wet, but randomly throwing us a curveball of like 20 degrees. For us, that's really cold, Man. and I don't recommend playing outside in 30, 40 degrees in rain. It's not smart. I went I went on a golfing trip to Myrtle Beach once in South Carolina in February, and it was iffy. Yeah, but never confuse the Carolinas. Just going to uh, throw that out there. I know. I know. Yeah. It's like confusing North, Northern California with Southern California, please. But it's the same state in that case, right? Pretty sure. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like a lot of people here will confuse, you know, upper Minnesota, the UP with Wisconsin, and that's two totally. Don't even, yeah, don't cross those streams. Don't. <laughs> so, okay. So let's try to get a little bit of information on you two here since we have a limited amount of time today. So Amy and Katie, you two somehow or another reached out to me last year to do some stuff at VMworld and I am forever grateful for the opportunity. So thank you again. Um, so, but first people listening to this show know who I am. Maybe they don't know who you guys are. I don't know how that's extreme. I don't really know how that would be possible because Amy's a celebrity. But she is. I've paid a lot of people. We'll talk about that too. Um, <laughs> so, so let's start with you, Amy. Can you give me the 60 second Amy Lewis story, how you got to where you are today? Sure. So my official working title is Director of Influence Marketing at VMware NSBU, which is a mouthful. It yes. basically says I worked in publishing for 10 years. Technology started eating our lunch. I was on the tech side of publishing anyway. I moved into publishing. Great irony of ironies. Uh, last week in Seattle, I saw a brick and mortar Amazon store. So we've gone full <laughs> circle. The end. <laughs> well, you should have never left publishing is what you're saying. It's chasing me is what I'm saying. <laughs> I must say too, those Amazon stores are quite incredible if you haven't been to one already. I'm not. They're, they're pretty sweet. It's all the data, right? They've got all the data on you. So they're just yeah. guessing what you want right at the front door. And you go, you check out with your app. So you hold up your, your oh, the, phone. Oh, the go it. stores? It is like, amazing. There's like no staff anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's like the uh, post-apocalyptic grocery store. <laughs> well, in the South, I would have no milk, bread, and eggs if it had weather like yours, Britain. So. Right. We, we somehow manage. Okay. 
So you did a bunch of publishing stuff and then you end, somehow got yeah. into technology. I did. Content's sort of the connective tissue there and people. So I ran bulletin boards before there was such a thing as social media. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing uh, influence marketing before that was even a thing. Yeah. We just called it marketing or word of mouth back well, then. <laughs> I, still, I, I still like to say this whole social media thing is really just the internet and for air yes. quotes for those listening. <laughs> it's really yeah. So just, just been connecting people to content and things they're passionate about for a really long time and getting out of the way. That's my specialty. All right. Katie, what is your story? How did you get to VMware and what, uh, what, what did you actually different. do? Very different than Amy. So I am also part of the NSBU, part of Team Influence. Um, so I head up some of our customer advocacy programs. So that means building customer advocates out of our existing customers. So that might mean making them a reference, making them uh, part of our advisory board programs. It can mean a million and different things depending on who you are as a customer. Um, also part of the V Expert program, which is the influence branch of yep. course, Team Influence. Um, and that's actually how we got to know you, fortunately or maybe unfortunately for you, Britton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take it. Didn't a chance. <laughs> um, and before VMware, uh, I was actually living in Spain for, well, I shouldn't say living. I was temporarily in Spain for the maximum 90 days that I could be there without a visa. Mm. And before that, um, I was working actually at a public defender's office as an investigator. So completely different route. Um, and here we are working in tech. I know. Okay. So maybe there's know. some insane, interesting really. stories there you need to tell us later. <laughs> yes. We'll save that over, over wine or yeah. beer. It's just investigating people. So fair, fair warning for everybody. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, put my FBI hat on and I actually now know your mother's maiden name, Britain. So oh, wow. <laughs> no, see, I mean, nothing's a secret anymore. I'm sure it's part of a data breach somewhere. <laughs> it's just oh. finding the right data breach. Pretty much. Yeah. You just got to find that right database. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So, yeah, so you, as you alluded to, you know, w when you guys were starting up this NSX roaming reporter or roving reporter, whichever one it's called, um, idea, I got this random email from, from this person, Katie, and I'm like, what in the world is this? Who like, is, is this real? Holmes? Like, I, I never, I had never heard of either of you at that point. I, I was just, you know, that disconnected from parts of the community that I hadn't been connected to yet. And so I'm like, so I look into this and I'm like, okay, well, they want me to do this, so let's investigate further and see what's going on and yeah we talked about it and next thing i know i'm in vegas and it was a lot of fun <laughs> on camera we were, yeah on a camera yeah and we we roamed around we talked to like 18 different people in two days and i met Hello. luca and his team and those guys are great um and and it was a lot of fun so but here's the question one question that i keep getting is is, is the roving reporter coming back and B, how did I get the gig? <laughs> okay, so I will take this one because I literally picked your name off of a spreadsheet. I selected three different people from the list of 169 NSX V experts, which of okay. course is the number of V experts that we had in 2018. Um, I looked at your experience. I saw that you had a podcast, just so happens. So you obviously have exper experience interviewing people. Um, mm. And you responded. You responded right away. So it was actually yeah, you for showing up. 
Yes, I recused myself. I feel like I knew too many people in the community. So I wanted to see, since Katie didn't know a lot of people by name, who she'd pick off the list. All right. And uh, we we actually completely agreed. So it was a, a pretty awesome process as processes go. Well, it was, it's interesting. And, and you know, the thing like I get asked is like, you know, what are the qualifiers for being a, the roaming reporter? Because you've had not just me now, you had the old two, two people do it over in Europe. So, yeah. and I'm not going to say their names because I'm sure I'm going to butcher them, but just go look it up on Aether was <laughs> one of them. And I forget the other guy's name. Jope. Jope. Yeah. Yo, I see. I butchered it too. I'll let, I'll let you I'll let you apologize to him later. <laughs> I'm going to see him soon, so I'm keeping my mouth strictly shut. I'm going to the <laughs> But they did a great job too, and so 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 now the question is, yeah, when it if is it going to come back around this year? Was it was it how 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 did you guys feel that it that the the results were of the the, the stuff that we created? I'm a big believer in this program. It's something I've been doing for years. I will admit this is a trick I pulled through my tech career um, because I think stories are more interesting when they're told from perspectives of people you know and can relate to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been an incredibly cool thing that I have done over the years and and a bunch of different people that people may know within the community have actually agreed to stand in front of the camera and hold the microphone. And I think the biggest the biggest uh, factor is if people say yes, because believe it or not, not everybody um, agrees to it right away. Uh, I know, so as we discovered. <laughs> just for me wanting to talk to people, everybody's like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> so some of it is, is sort of guessing like, you know, who's going to who's gonna jump in there and give it a try. Um, and uh like I said, it's been it's been kind of funny if I if I look at the alumni over the years, you're joining quite a crew and we do want to continue it at um, VMware as well, because I, I just think it tells the story in a different way. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a million talking head videos, but there's something about saying one of your own. Tell the story. I just think it makes the show more interesting. And the you know this it, and it's we stick by it. We we really let you run your own. We give you the crew. And we'll support you however you want to be supported. But you run the show. It's your it's your story to tell. And actually, point, you did a great job recruiting. You had questions ahead of time and you had people already in mind that you wanted to interview. You locked down our general manager, Tom Gillis. So props to you. Yeah, It, it was. I think it's fun, too, because it almost becomes like a community building thing. And everybody's in on it together, trying to get someone else that they know through somebody else lined up to come speak and on camera and it was just it felt fun to me yeah i i couldn't believe it like i went up i went up to see tom's talk and i cornered him right after and as soon as he said go talk to my assistant i'm like i knew i was in i'm like yes <laughs> get on the assistant's calendar we're good we actually probably got in trouble for being up there where we were recording oh we absolutely <laughs> did yeah pretending yeah. pretending like we had no clue oh yeah that's a big part of it almost getting kicked out is a crucial crucial element to oh yeah I, I think I think Luca and his crew got yelled at at least five times when we were there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the, uh, the VM the VMware TV people were the ones who were like all over him all the time. Like, what are you doing here? Should should you be here? We live on the edge. I don't we think you should edge. have these lights turned on right now. I mean, they were just so. So as we look into the next year, because we're you know it, it won't be long before we're asking for nominations for folks to join our 2019 class of VMware 
you know, NSXV experts. Um, we do try to rotate through. So one of my roles is, is try to give it to somebody new every time. So everybody gets a seat at the table. Um, you've, you've set the bar really high. Like you've got to, you've got to want to do it. You've got to show up, um, preference. If you've got any sort of interviewing proclivity or experience, um, but, uh, willingness, willingness is a big part of it. All right. Well, that, there you go, people. That, that's it. <laughs> you got to show up. So you I got to show up. I, I, I will, if, if, if you'll allow me, I'll throw my hat back in the ring. So if nobody else shows up, I'll, I'll be willing to do it again. Cause it was that much fun. So <laughs> that is a, that is a big, uh, recommendation cause we didn't kill you. All right. No. And that's a good time to do it again. It it's was, like you'd go back great, and eat at that restaurant. <laughs> it was a really fun experience of just, you know, and I say this like like before I used to like attend these kind of events and you know you go to sessions and you sit there and you try not to fall asleep and it's 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 a it's a rough week I mean because there's just a lot of information and this was the whole flip side of it where instead of like just attending these things and listening to people talk at me I was like working the event and feeling more a part of the general whole of VMware and and it was really cool to like get that side of the experience so thank you for that again Absolutely. So okay. cool to hear the feedback. So my, my fun follow-up question to this is, um, as we were like walking through the, the show floor, trying to get somewhere to go sit down and talk through all of this stuff, we couldn't walk like 10 feet without somebody grabbing Amy and just being like, hey, how are you? La, la, la. So Katie, is it a celebrity status that Amy has or does she have a cult <laughs> following? I think it might be a little bit of both, huh? <laughs> Is that you, comms ninja? Yeah. I've bribed a lot of people with a lot of bacon over the years. <laughs> I would like to thank all the pigs. Because, man, like, I'm walking through there with you, and I'm just like, everybody knows who this lady is. <laughs> but did you note the number of people scurrying in the other direction? They're no, like, she may have not, a microphone. Actually. They're fleet but of foot. <laughs> I knew it was with good people when that kind of stuff happens. So <laughs> just... it's an incredible community. It is. Um, it has been quite an experience for me. Like I said, to come into this um, uh, from publishing and and kind of ushered in by a number of people within the broader community who introduced me to a friend, to a friend, to a friend, and it's 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 just been an incredible experience to watch people help each other. It's one of my favorite things about the community overall um, is literally anything from if you need a snack or something broke, a charger, duct tape, batteries, like the weird, like, I mean, I think we've all borrowed band-aids. Katie had some band-aids for me. Like you just never know what you'll need. It's survival at that point. And uh, it's a great, it's a great crew to survive and thrive with. Cool. Okay. So Amy, you were on the VMUG key, you know, UserCon tour right now, right? You started it back up yeah. again. I heard yes. from my brother who was at Seattle with you that you guys, you have a very nice presentation that you're, you're doing for these keynotes. And he also told me that we need to get our podcast added to your deck. So we'll oh, talk about that. I love it. No, absolutely. That's <laughs> that's easy. It's as easy as asking. There we go. And then, so secondly, can you give us some highlights of things that you're, you that you kind of talk about in your keynote, so that people who are going to see you in the future can look forward to this? Um, 
Absolutely. Or can, again, have time to flee. Um, I give people <laughs> two, two options. You, here. you underestimate You've yourself. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the keynote topic this year is uh, clouds in your career. How has cloud impacted the journey through technology? Um, I remember, again, a few years ago, the disruption was code or die, right? People said, if you don't know how to code, you're not going to have a job. And I feel like there's always a, if you don't blah, you're not going to I still feel that, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and we were sort of having a great conversation at the table in Seattle of, you know, you don't want to be the mainframe guy or girl, right? But maybe you do now because like that one person, if you can get that one job, you're in extreme demand and you you can really control things. But if you don't like to play that kind of odds, um, and you want a, a little bit of a broader career set, here's some things you can do. So that's, that's, that's what we talk to. Um, and that's what I talk about in the keynote is some practical advice, um, some things that I've learned from being a geek whisperer, from listening, from watching people navigate careers. And again, my, my superpower is, is big ears, I guess. I, I've consumed a lot and, um, and going to AWS for the first time this year and sort of absorbing what that crowd has to say and what the vibe is there, um, how this all works together if, of those of us in the V community and have had a, a particular job that maybe want to change it or you want to evolve your career. People are often either they want career protection or they want growth and, and figuring out where they are and what's going to suit their comfort. What does the cloud mean uh, and all that? So that's that's what we talk about. Cool. I had a feeling. And I go into the crowd. So spoiler alert: I will go in the crowd pretty much everywhere I am. There is no sleeping in the back. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling it was something to do with career stuff, and I like I on the Twitter on the GigaCast Twitter channel over the weekend. I posted a poll about if you could change the direction of your career, which way would you go between four different choices that it gave me, and. And it was it was fairly split between like cloud management operations stuff and DevOps containers. I mean, oh, interesting. Yeah, that was kind of how things came back. And I'm like, that is like two totally opposite ends of the spectrum, um, mm-hmm. and kind of one feeding into the other. But it, it, it's it's it is interesting how as technology changes, the trajectory of people's careers sort of has to ride and curve with it. Um, Otherwise, yeah, you could, you find yourself being the lonely AS four hundred operator somewhere, and <laughs> do, doing the mainframe punch cards. <laughs> well, again, you, if you want to take the chance on being the one, and that's your jam, then. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to, yeah. I call it actually job insurance. There's my there's my my spoiler alert number two, is rather than job security, I talk about job insurance because that's something I think we're more in control of than job security. Because to your point, the industry changes whether we like it or not. Right. But we can take actions in terms of training, in terms of just keeping our heads up, in terms of connection, that we can do some to pay into that insurance account, um, which is, I don't know, it's on my team's mind this week. I think many of us have had to make an insurance claim for something or another between <laughs> houses and cars. So this is uh, speaking our language. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's been like so such a bad winter here. My wife and I, between the t- the two of us, we have each witnessed two separate car accidents. Oh, <laughs> man! Like, you know, not not terrible ones, but just like somebody running into somebody else or sliding into somebody else, and we're just like, stay away from us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Here, here's but, our here's my dance space. Yeah, <laughs> don't come inside my dance space. 
All right, so here's one of the other kind of big topics that I wanted to try to talk to you two about because um, unfortunately, you two are the first female guests we've had on the show. <laughs> so I apologize to everybody who's listening that we haven't been more diverse, but we're working on it. So, and here's, and this is sort of, a, I know, a thing that's something that's probably close to both of your hearts is, you know, you're both, you know, women working in a fairly male-dominated industry. Um, so how do we get more women interested in technology careers? How do we, how do you communicate this as something that they would be interested in? Um, and how do we do it in a way that's, especially from a male perspective, how do you do it in a way that's not, you know, perceived as chauvinistic or whatever, you know, not trying to be a jerk? And Is I there think a way? <laughs> another, another interesting thing actually to add on to that though, is, I mean, there are a number of women on our team in the business unit that, that are, we have women, but right. what's interesting is that they're all in marketing or they're all the support, you know, they're the executive assist assistant. Uh, so good question. Um, I, well, I've got a, I've got a few things there. Cause I yeah. know it's always, we look at the pipeline problem, but the interesting thing is people often do fall in line with, um, and I always love Amanda Blevins' story. So not to tell her story on her behalf, but her dad was in tech and now she's in tech. And I've actually heard it the reverse direction as well, where um, a few people whose moms have been in tech and then they're men who end up in tech. Um, so there's something about family legacy and where family legacy doesn't kick in, how do you provide community support? Because I don't think it's as simple as pipeline. Um, I think there are... Uh, uh, there are a lot of things that we can do to, to let people know that this is a welcoming place. So regardless of what the title you hold or your exact role within the company, um, kind of reassuring that somebody that looks like you works there. Um, so I love the, I love some of the, like an engineer stuff that's been, been happening on Twitter. I realize my own Twitter feed in some ways is remarkably biased the other direction. Um, cause I'm very likely to follow, uh, women in tech. Um, people of color and tech, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, right. I really shoot for diversity. It's a big thing and I work at it actively. And I would say any one of us can only do what any one of us can do. So look for opportunities. If you've got a, um, a place to speak, bring somebody with you, do the companion pass model, bring somebody up with you. Um, and, and you don't have to look that hard for diversity. It's not like trying to wedge somebody in, right? There's a million interesting people with stories to tell. And we talk about this a lot on the team, actually, of the more different viewpoints we've got, the better off we all are. Mm -hmm. If you, as a boss, hire yourself, you will fail because the team of all yous, no matter how great your strengths are, is going to fail. So the whole point in diversity is not to fill some weird quota. It's because the different experiences you have really serve a purpose. So in some ways it's, it's, um, it's greedy because it's good for the business. It's good for you. It's good. Mm -hmm. You know, diversity is inherently a, a great thing. Um, but yeah, give, use whatever power you have, use your voice. And that can be anybody you, you can be an overrepresented or an underrepresented group. But if you use whatever power you've got to invite somebody to speak, then we all are richer for it. I, the the hard like I'll just speak from my own experience and 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 throughout my gosh almost twenty some years in IT now 
makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> I've I've really only worked with, you know, maybe I could I could probably count the number of women I've worked with on one hand. I mean, it's it's shockingly low, and I've always been in a in a tech technician technical capacity, um, you know, working on technical teams, and and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but. Um, but it's just like, it's for, it's one of these weird things of like, you know, like I, it, it's, and I feel like this is the other problem is typically geeks like me grow up, we're like ridiculously shy. We're intimidated by women and, you know, especially growing up in high school. I mean, you don't want to talk to another girl because it's just like, ah, you know, you don't know what they're going to say. And so like now you grow up and you're an adult and you're working in a field and now all of a sudden you, you've, if you're a geek like me, you, you grew up in a field where, yeah, you're just working with dudes all the time. And so it's easy. So if you're trying, if, if, if you're a typical nerd guy who doesn't know how to talk to the opposite sex, how do you, how do, how do you help some guy get out of that mold? The, you, in some ways, the answer was right there. Tech is the lingua franca, right? The thing is, we all speak the same language if we speak geek. Um, That's one of my a old perfect campaign, quote right, right? there. I made buttons with it. I speak geek, right? <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, that's the, it's the language that can, that binds us. And, and no matter if you're on the marketing or the tech side, right? I can, I can listen, I can support, I can reflect. Um, and if I were an engineer, like I'd be even more capable of that. So it doesn't matter what my gender, my, what makes me interesting is my diverse experience and perspective on it. But the thing that you're the Rosetta Stone, if you will, is the technology that you're passionate about. So I, I think it's it's encouraging people to not hold back and to talk about the tech that they're passionate about, because that's always a safe topic. And that is a unifying, even if it's even if it's an argument, right, even if it's a good juicy um, throwdown about, you know, your favorite cloud provider, then it's it's, uh, you know, that's not my favorite layer. We made that joke before, too. <laughs> um, it, it, that that language is shared, right? That language right. is shared, and then you figure the rest out. So I think the answer is there, right? Speak geek, and the rest will follow. Katie, do you have anything? Do you, you're on the edge of your seat. I can tell. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about this because sometimes I'll say hello to some of the engineers in the kitchen, and they shudder away from me as if I'm going to attack. <laughs> See, that's so exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> do, but you know what? I don't know that it's about me being a woman. I think it's just how inherently some people are. And I, I bet you know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I am a frightening force. To be <laughs> right. All yeah. five feet, one of me. Um, I don't know. I, I agree with, I agree with, uh, with Amy on this one, I think. And I think I do feel that things are, are changing a little bit because there are more women, you know, each year we have a few more women added to the team. So that's always, I think that's exciting. I see all the new hire tours coming through VMware and I see lots and lots yeah. of women on there. So that's exciting. I, I, I don't remember, I remember where this came from. I think it was a federal initiative. Somebody came out with this idea of trying to get 20,000 women in STEM, various STEM roles. I don't know if that was a federal project or what that was. <sighs> But, I don't know. I've never heard of that, but that worries me because that sounds a lot like affirmative action in the universities. Right, but what, 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 in this, and forgive me, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but, but my first initial I've thought, heard heard we can't, like this. yeah, we can't edit that out. I know it's okay. I'm used to be, you know, you're going to say something stupid on the internet at some point in your career. Why not now? 
But my, my initial gut reaction to this, like, let's get 20,000 women in STEM roles. I'm like, what if there's not 20,000 women who want to do that? What if they want to do something else? First of well, all, and, and, and second of all, so, is the 20,000 as best as we can do? <laughs> well, and like I said, yeah. there's really interesting stuff for anybody who wants to read more about it. I won't articulate it as well as the original authors, but if you look up the pipeline problem as what people will refer to it as, there's a lot of interesting work that sort of debunks that myth. And um, uh, the other thing I think about, and this is going to be a, a random one from another one of those uh, Malcolm Gladwell-esque books that I read at some point. They talked about the number of women who um, go, who are MDs, and so many women um, actually become dermatologists. And some of it, when you look at the whole structure of how work works, and again, speaking specifically about women, dermatologists, interestingly enough, are some of the hardest to get. That is almost the inverse mainframe job. It is uh, one of the hardest specializations to get into. It's one of the most competitive. It's often a nine to five job. And it works better for a lot of women's schedules. And it takes only the most um, highly competitive, best scoring people. And the women actually do better, um, which is kind of a fun little fun little factoid there. I mean, Just yeah. like... I, I believe uh, it. Um, so, you know, pros and cons, pros and cons, right? But it, it, it's when you think about men tend to be surgeons, but then women are dermatologists. Like what are some of the other outlying factors? And to your point, I want to make sure anybody who is interested in a career in technology feels supported and doesn't get run out because of burnout. And that's true for anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have an extra, I do have that extra, um, since sensitivity to anybody who feels like they walk in a room and they don't see themselves. And as many jokes as I make about it, in some ways, that's my, one of my ways forward is humor of, when you walk in a room and you don't see somebody that looks like you in any way, shape or form, who's the next person you talk to. And, you know, so it's for all of us, how can we make, and just in life, not just at work, what can we do? I'm introverted. So I was going to tease Katie about scaring engineers in the break room because of the two of us, like it's going to be her. She's way more extroverted. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The Myers-Briggs has me somewhere way other, other. Um, So, uh, you know, no, you, you can, you can represent yourself and your energy and kind of how you walk through the world. But if you wanted to challenge yourself, I would say that to everybody, what can you do to lift somebody up? What can you do to say a good thing to somebody? What can you do to make somebody feel comfortable in a room you're comfortable in already? Right. It takes nothing in some ways to make somebody feel comfortable. And you asked how I got to be comfortable in this world. Somebody let me in. Somebody was nice enough to me to talk to me that first VMworld I ever went to that was the scariest thing ever, where I ate lunch by myself most of the time. But still, people were nice enough to say something to me. I wasn't yeah. alone all the time, right? And and it's on all of us, no matter what your introversion level is. Like, how do you make somebody else a little more comfortable? Because you were uncomfortable once too. And I think, honestly, that's going to change the pipeline program. Sometimes as simple as that, just how we how we change our approach and considering it valuable. And that's in hiring, you know, in, in everything and every opportunity, are you looking at enough diverse candidates? Yep. You know, do you put your foot down and go, I need to see, I need to see more. Cause I'm afraid these people are too much like me. Although to be fair, we often joke that our team is all full of dark haired people. <laughs> we do. We have a bunch of dark haired people. So we're, we're going to open up the, the rec for some blondes. We need a blonde. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a, a male. I ideally a blonde male would actually be hit our biggest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Blue eyes too. It's <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, no, yeah. It's good to have goals. <laughs> okay. So, tech confessions. How did this get started? And the burning question that I've heard never answered is who won this challenge in VMworld Europe of getting getting the most interviews? I'll let Amy start and then I will take I will finish this one. <laughs> um Tech Confessions was a, a little bit of a mashup um, consultation with a, a bunch of different people and thinking about how can we do something that's uh, comfortable. For me, I admit, like I've done a few video shows now and I was ready to do one where I could sit down. Um, so <laughs> number one, score. I love the honesty. Um, <laughs> you can sit down on the show. Best, best idea ever. Um, and number two, like we wanted to get people's stories, like the story behind the story, because the tech comes out, but we have heard so many unbelievably cool things. Um, as people talked about what their software defined moment was, how they came into technology and the stories are really do vary like the time in their life that the switch flipped, the thing that makes them excited about going to work still it is just cool to to have that level of excitement and to get to interview people kind of across the board that have a story. It's it's it never fails to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's always it's it's nice to hear about the humans behind the technology. I mean, I've heard everything about, you know, he wrote his first skateboard to that job and that's really what stands out to him to, you know, v-motion at least it's funny because in the very beginning all i ever heard was v-motion yeah, yeah, and yeah. then as, as time's gone on i've started to hear just completely different stories and it's it's fun okay and so. i will be honest i'm not a great metrics person so katie probably knows if she won or not yeah that was me <laughs> i won <laughs> i won okay i won in i won in las vegas too. Did you really? She's Were like, you keeping track then too? I'm counting. <laughs> I am. I was. That's probably because Amy was out running around talking to people all the time in Vegas. She just... <laughs> but she had a little bit of an unfair advantage. She knows half the people. Um, so I was more like picking up randoms off the street and she had, you know, preset appointments with people she's known for years. So she, she cheated already. <laughs> <laughs> there was that. Twitter DM is my new office. So... Um, at this year's UserCon in Wisconsin, we have a super awesome guest, Mr. Gelsinger, I should say Pat, is coming Ooh. to see us. Um, awesome. And the, uh, the the local VMUG crew is just like, you guys need to set up a GigaCast booth and see if you can get Pat on the show. And I'm like, I don't know if we can just do that. But is there if there's any hints you want to give me offline about how to get on Pat's assistance schedule, let me know. I think he has about, about four different assistants, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this last week. <laughs> All right. But I have to say, one of the best tech confessions ever. I mean, I know that's cheating, right? right? But holy cow, what a nice and interesting person. And getting him to talk about his tech past. Anybody who hasn't seen that one, that's the one I always pitch. If you haven't seen... And it's in the DeLorean, the right? In the DeLorean yeah. in Amsterdam with Pat Gelsinger. He is like a kid the first time he saw a computer. Like just the excitement he exuded, it really comes through in the interview. It's the coolest thing. He, he seems like an amazing guy. I've never met him. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful to someday get a chance to talk to him. But, you know, baby steps. 
Hey, have a microphone. That's the first step. You can be ready like you were after Tom Gillis' session last VM World. <laughs> right. I'll just, maybe I can get, how much does Luca cost? Maybe I can bring him to the user con. <laughs> <laughs> Luca would love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, big question. Here's the big question. Are you ready? I, and this is something that, you know, because I, I try to be a business person, I try to be an independent consultant that sells this stuff. Um, I try to have the NSX mindset constantly. I, I love the plug. Shameless. Yeah. Um, what is the NSX mar marketing message that VMware is trying to communicate to people? Because NSX has gone from one solitary product to like 30 now. That's an exaggeration, but it's probably on its way. So how do you take this thing that was one thing is now many things and not confuse people to death? Well, I, I think Katie will have a good answer for this because I know she has done our virtual cloud network pitch on stage. So uh, I will I will give her the mic in just one second, but I would ask you, Britton, because it is my way. Um, what is your understanding of that as someone who has to work in this technology and explain it to others? Because we in marketing fail badly if we don't ask you in technology that question. It's, I love it. I, my interpretation. Rodeo, comma, not my first. Right. My, my, my interpretation of what it is, is it, I honestly don't know. Um, I, and this is, this has sort of been my biggest beef with anything. Like I, um, I was going to plug a book. If you guys read marketing books, um, there's a guy that I've been following for years. His name is Donald Miller. Um, he wrote a best-selling book this last year called Building a Story Brand. Um, so look up Donald Miller's story brand thing. He runs a conference in Nashville that you two should probably go to. Um, I guess we'll have to go to Nashville, Amy. Yeah. I love I love Tennessee. So go look up story, storybrand.com. Check it out. Um, he's not paying me to plug this, but he, you know, it's, I, I love his stuff because he's an, he's an author turned marketing guy. And so his whole thing is if you can't communicate what your thing does in about one sentence, then you're missing out. Like, like we, especially in technology, we communicate at level 10, but the rest of the world understands everything at like level three and two. And if you don't have it down to such a simple message, um, you just you're missing people and your people are having to burn too many calories to understand what you're trying to tell them and and i feel like that's been like my uh perception of what the nsx message is because a lot of what it is is it's selling the technical features of the product and not necessarily the outcomes of what it delivers and that's that i feel like is probably a better direction but depends on who again who you're talking to as technologists, we like to hear the bells and whistles and see the blinky lights. But, you know, when you're getting out of that, when you start talking to the financial people or CEOs or whatever, you know, they want to hear how it's going to make them feel better. And I don't see a lot of that kind of marketing communication from VMware about anything, really. Um, for the first time, I just saw a YouTube pre-roll for Wavefront from VMware. And I'm just like, well, that's new. <laughs> So, so, so honestly, like, I feel like it, it's confusing and that's why I wanted to ask the question back to you guys, because to, from, from the things that I see, all I see is the technical stuff and I don't ever see a thing that says, 
if you own a major company and you want to have a secure network, buy NSX. You know, there's never that kind of simplified message out there. And that that's my feedback, I guess. Well, I would actually ask you, I mean, probably where are you getting your data? Because I know that there's a ton of super high level information out there, but you probably live in the technical world. So that's just what's being marketed to you. Right. Or what you keep coming up across, maybe on Twitter, you know, other V experts blog, which obviously would be something that's deeply technical. But it's it's good feedback and gets to if we're talking the level of theory, I have a whole other theory about if a company is engineering sales or marketing led. Mm -hmm. And we tend to fall back on one of those three circles, I think overall in technology, in my experience, and we can all um, again, over coffee or beer, I will happily bucketize with anybody who wants to have that conversation of which one we think fits in which, which category. So it's back to when we talk about when you're in the kitchen, you know, do you jump toward or away from the engineer? Like which language do you speak? Which is your fluency? And that's sort of what you depend on. So right. I think it is a challenge for us um, as marketers, how to walk that proper line. Um, so it is really good feedback and something that we are working on because the, the, the win is whenever you can get a message that is simplified enough, but speaks to outcomes, but doesn't sound like the six other words that everybody else uses. So you don't accidentally play a game of buzzword bingo right. um, or get called, uh, as I like when I go to these VMUGs, um, that marketing person. But wait, it's okay. That's Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I get it. I mean, it's... I think it's ultimately just, it's a question of, of audience for sure, but at the same time, even if it is, you know, dumbed down to level two, I mean, it, it start, it's, a, it's, it's starting the conversation, and, and that piece of it, especially like, you know, in Midwestern Wisconsin where we don't have, you know, Silicon Valley major companies here, um, you know, who, you know, buy VMware products by default. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a different type of conversation that I have to start with my clients to say, you know, if you guys want to, if you want this outcome, then we need to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, this is sort of, I have to like distill it down to a plan and give them a plan of where it is and, how, and show them how these things fit in and then how the technology fills the plan. So, you know, that's, I could, I could talk too much about this, I'm sure. No, it is, it is good feedback. And we do have some, and Katie, if you want to take it from there, we do have some exciting announcements. Right. Um, although it was the, uh, the middle of the night when I suggested perhaps we want the hashtag NSX tea party, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it yeah. is a party. We've been joking around. Is it going to be in Boston? This, you know, like, <laughs> yes. In Boston with tea pain, we'll be having some tea. I mean, we've gone on and on. I think it's only wee hours. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I know it's confusing. There are a lot of different, there's a whole portfolio now of products. Um, most of you know us for running NSX in the data center. And of course, we just had this major release last week, NSXT data center 2.4. Um, so we have our general manager calling this like the largest NSX release in history. And it's, I, I do think, you know, we, all jokes aside, I mean, this is a landmark release. Um, it's the, I think it's the fifth release of NSXT. Um, but it kind of marks like the move to make NSXT our major platform, moving away from NSX for vSphere. Um, Which is still a new, viable product, um, though, right? Yes, it is still a viable product. Yes. Um, and I don't know when 
that they'll support continue to support that for another few years at least. Um, I shouldn't. I probably should. I shouldn't even talk about it because I have no idea. Um, but yes, this is where this is where we have to uh, bring in our our friend who did our briefings with us, Pooja Patel, who is uh, on Twitter, and um, I like to tease her because she has listed the number of new things that are available because it is a pretty massive release, and I'm trying to always get her to say what her favorite feature is, <laughs> but she's yet to I'm yet to get her to pin down and commit to one of her children, so to speak. I. In a nutshell, um, supports cloud native applications, which is big, right. um, bare metal workloads, public clouds, even multiple clouds, um, just short and sweet. That's what I will give to you. Um, I definitely could hook you up with Pooja if that's something that you'd be interested in diving deeper on. I don't know if you were part of the V expert briefing that we held last week. Uh, not Should last we? week. I was a part of the last one, I think. Uh-oh. Well, so, yeah, but I it's missed like, out on a lot right of the back- briefings. Well, we are, and and to your point, it is hard whenever something is that massive to come up with the right marketing message that covers that that right leveling. So we continue to to move forward and continue to work on it. And uh, trust me, when there's the pithiest tagline in town, I will be the first person to repeat it early and often. So <laughs> appreciated. Yes, you're welcome. Careful what you wish for, Britain. Yeah. I know it's okay. <laughs> All right, so we have like five minutes left of your precious time. I want to be very, very respectful of your time. So my bonus um, throwaway question. Um, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> I just screwed up. Um, since you just brought up the V-Expert stuff, how can we V-Experts, you know, not, not including just the NSX V-Experts, but everybody else, how can the V-Experts help to distill the marketing message so people can kind of listen a little bit more because there's things that we can do beyond just the basic blogging, talking about stuff, Twitters, whatever. You know, honestly, we appreciate the feedback. Just um, we are in the Slack channels listening in um, in that super creepy way that we do. Um, And, (laughs) and honestly, DM me, like I, I will absolutely listen because it is important um, and there can be such a gap. It is the Rosetta Stone between uh, marketing and, and engineering. And but there's a it is a fillable gap. So any kind of feedback, we always do try to look for the blogs, the podcasts, the the feedback. Um, but we appreciate we try to ask some of those questions regards to marketing. It's a it's a wonderful group with uh, an incredible amount of honesty. If they're like, nope, 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 thank you, buzzword bingo. Yeah. Um, versus. <laughs> meaningful message. Yeah. And we do have those monthly V expert briefings. So that's a great opportunity to, you know, get involved there. Um, obviously hearing the message firsthand from either the technical product managers or the product managers themselves, Amy and I are always on. Um, and again, this channel is a great, great way to, I mean, you can reach out to us directly. If you have questions, feedback, you want to yell at us, that's fine too. We accept it all. No, we're not going to yell at you guys. No. <laughs> well, yeah. it okay. happens. All right. Appreciate that. <laughs> So okay, here's the here's the, the the easy throwaway question since we have two minutes left. So there was a huge Twitter thread recently on business travel advice that Amy you were involved in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the our the ultimate business traveler, Martin Casado, started that thread. For anybody who's looking for it, look for Martin's Twitter handle. It's like twenty six points long. It, was it a is lot. brilliant. I want it as a pamphlet. It should be the cart. It should be the seatback card on planes, to be honest. It's that good. 
So what are a couple of quick tips from both of you on things that you do? I don't, I don't even know how much you travel, Katie, but, um, you know, what, what are some of the, the, the takeaways from that for people? Um, my number one new, new, well, I have a couple. So compression socks, if you've never tried them and you have to travel any distance, um, I am short legged. So I fit in funny in planes. There is no plane seat that does not cut my circulation off like some old lady and <laughs> compression socks have changed my life because I have to run around like a crazy person after I land and cankle is not the way forward. It's unpleasant and unsightly. So <laughs> yeah, runners, you know, like, and they're cute. They're not like your grandma's compression socks anymore. They're for you. So I think that's bye. the first time cankle has been uttered on this show. So <laughs> I would imagine I'm... hopefully the last <laughs> it's time somebody came forth. And, uh, and the other one is like, I'm really getting in the habit of taking a refillable water bottle, which a lot of people have done for a while, but more and more airports have fewer and fewer kind of traditional water fountains, but they'll have a refillable station and it is the best because if your plane is uh, turbulent and you are feeling dehydrated because they can't come around with any sort of fluids, mm-hmm. you are managing it on your own. So stay hydrated, stay compressed. And uh, that just increases your, your cheer level tremendously. And everyone around you appreciates it. Yes. Wow. Well, I would say Aquaphor, melatonin, and an eye mask. Because oh, ha- yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Depending on, of course, how far you're traveling. Right. That's that's it. Man, you you are just the queen of super short answers today, Katie. I know it's Monday. <laughs> One hundred and forty or less. That's what she's got. Yeah, I don't travel all that often, so I don't. You know, I I I don't mind traveling, but you know, my gig is at home right now, and I'm the studio's under construction at the moment. That's why there's studs in the background. it gives it that urban urban feel that we all look for in a podcast right exactly i'm 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 gonna paint it the kind of blue or green so i can turn on the zoom digital background nice and have the blue screen background so i just i wish i could say that's blue screen but yep that's a unicorn (laughs) classic (laughs) okay um, if you guys don't have anything else that you would like to add, we can wrap this up. Well, thank you so much for the time today. It's uh, been a pleasure to... No, thank you, too. I mean, I, I I just enjoyed working with you guys both. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we've kind of been able to keep this going. And, you know, I, I look forward to seeing you both in the future. And thank you for coming on. And Thanks. Yeah, well, that might be the fair warning to people, Britain, that uh, meeting Katie and I once is kind of a lifetime commitment, <laughs> and we're sorry in yeah. advance. No, it's how much okay. time you got? It's okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm we'll gonna, see. Uh, hopefully, in August at VMworld. That would be nice. I don't know if I can afford to stay in San Francisco this time, though. <laughs> but we'll see. I, 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 my, my hope is that uh, if I get to go, I will just crash in my brother's room again since he's hopefully going to be there. There you go. So. And actually, August in San Francisco is probably like best one of the best months to be in San Francisco. So yeah, I, you can I, make it. I don't think I've been to California yet. So Ooh, ever? List. I don't think so. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, so, okay. 
This we, just got real. Yeah. We want to take the kids to <laughs> Disney next year, and we're not sure which one to go to yet. So I'm, I'm looking for feedback on that from people who've been to both. I would Florida. say Disneyland. <laughs> well, fight, fight, fight. And I think they're actually raising their prices. So now would be the time. Uh, well, who isn't raising prices for things these days? I know. All right. I will play us out after this. I'll record that separately. So thank you both. Let's wrap it up and I will talk to y'all offline for a second. All right. Okay. Thanks.